Welcome into another edition of the Reviewing the Brew podcast. I'm your host, David Gasper. Joining me, as always, Matthew DeWaskin. Matthew, it is, it's been a week or two here, but uh, there's, there's been a lot going on here in uh, the MLB offseason. We've got, we got a big show lined up today. We've got a mailbag segment coming up at the end of the show. Uh, a lot of rumors to talk about from the winter meetings that were this week. Uh, Ian Kinsler. Wilson Ramos, Troy Tulowitzki, a lot of big names out there on the market. But first, we got to start with the big move from today. David Stearns made a trade with the Texas Rangers, acquiring left-handed reliever Alex Claudio from the Texas Rangers uh, for a first, the first competitive balance round selection. So the Brewers have comp- competitive balance round A. That selection, which is, I believe, 39th or 40th overall, going to the Rangers in exchange. Uh, Matthew, just your initial thoughts when when you first saw this trade go down. First, speaking of big moves, there we are. Um, My initial thought, I was actually kind of confused by this. Really? Yeah. Um. Do you think Claudio is, is markedly better than Xavier Cedeno or Dan Jennings? Um, I think so. I, I th- really? I think, yeah, I think he's better than, than those two, yeah. Uh, you you just look at the numbers that he put up over, over the past like four or five seasons. Last year, I think, was kind of an anomaly with, with his high ERA numbers. Um, it was really kind of a high BABIP year for him. Uh, just Teams just got lucky against him and... I mean, prior to that, I mean, he never posted an ERA above three. He he was a sub three ERA for four straight seasons, and he led the Rangers bullpen in appearances the past two years. Mm. And I mean, he's he's twenty six years old. He has three years of team control remaining. He's just entering arbitration. I mean, he's got more control than whatever Jennings and Cedeno had. I, th- I believe they only had one year left. Hmm. Okay. I don't. Know, I just. I don't think a a, a left handed you know a loogie is is really worth trading a a top forty draft pick. I, I yeah. Would, I'd rather have the pick in Xavier Cedeno and just you know you know pay the you know two million or whatever you'd have to you'd have to have for him. I don't. I mean, you think the Brewers like really need to cut costs that badly where they they can't afford? Jennings I don't, I don't think it was a matter of cutting costs. I think it was a matter of just looking at ways to improve. David Stern said. This was kind of a guy they were looking at for a while, and he's kind of really? a pitcher. Yeah, he's kind of a pitcher that you know they really like and think would have success in Milwaukee. He's a, he's a ground ball guy. He doesn't strike out many. I think he's got a career 6.2 strikeouts per nine. He doesn't walk many either. But he pitches the contact. He keeps the ball on the ground. And last year, he didn't really have much luck. You know, balls just kind of found their way through holes. But with how much the Brewers shift – I, I think that they look at him and say, this is a guy who, when you put him with our infield, he's going to have a lot more success because we're putting the infield in the right spot. Yeah, I, I kind of see. You know, 366 BABIP against last year. He's a 312 career average. Uh, 448 actual ERA, 358 XFIP. I I can see it, yeah. But then, yeah, for, for relievers, though, it's, it's always their stats are always weird because the sample size is so small. Right. I I guess yeah. I guess I get it. I, I you know, I, I, it, I, I just didn't see it as, as that as, as much of an upgrade over, 
you know, you know, Jennings or Cedeno. I, I guess I could kind of, I guess I could kind of, if it's a guy they, they were targeting for a while, I guess I could kind of see it. But that that still sounds like a hefty, a hefty price you have to pay for a loogie when you really didn't, you really didn't have to. Yeah. Well, I mean, looking at the left-handed relief market in free agency, there really mm-hmm. wasn't much out there. So I think David Stearns realized that, you know, if we're going to get a, a loogie here, we need a trade for one. And Claudio is probably one of the better ones out there. So that that's where I think kind of makes sense. I, I agree with you that I didn't really like giving up that early uh, mm. draft pick because, I mean, those those kinds of guys, I mean, those, those can be top prospects. Those can be pretty good players. Corey Knable was a competitive balance round pick. I mean, he, he turned out okay. And, you know, it's tough, but at the same time you look at it and, I mean, whatever the use for that draft pick next year, whoever it is, they're probably not going to be ready for the big leagues to make an impact by the time the Brewers championship window closes. I don't so, know if it's a col- if it's a college guy. It could be, but you you don't know if it's going to be a college guy that's there. It may true, it may true, end up okay. being a high school fair. guy. It, it's it's that's hard fair, to it's fair, hard to kind fair. of target certain guys for that, and you really never know with any of them. I mean the dra- the draft is the biggest crapshoot in all the sports. It really the MLB draft is the biggest crapshoot in all the sports. And with whatever that draft pick was, he wasn't going to help during during the championship window. Meanwhile, you could get Claudio, who could be a very good bullpen piece for the next three years, which is the heart of the of the Brewers championship window here. So that that's where I think David Stearns will look at it and say, you know what? This this is fair value, but if if I'm the Rangers, I'm also happy with how with how I do in this deal because now you got another top forty pick. I mean they're they're kind of rebuilding. This is a great way to help jumpstart that farm system. I think it's a great trade for both sides. Okay, you, you've talked me into it. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm not. You know, I, I I would love to argue with you and make it make it you know an entertaining podcast where we where we get heated up, but you 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 make it sense to me. I I I can't disagree with any of that. Yeah, I mean, Claudio just, it just seems to make, you know, a good amount of sense to me. And, you know, I, I, I like him. It's a sidewinder, sidewinding lefty. The Brewers have needed uh, another lefty in their bullpen. Oh, yeah. And they, they really need lefties kind of all throughout their, their system, their organization. They really lack. Very right handed. Le- yeah, very right handed. Yeah, which is something I've written about, I think, twice. On the side already. I think I did it once last year and once again this year, how they just have no left-handed pitching. I, I think there are three left-handed starters in the entire organization. Three. And one of them is out with Tommy John. Yeah, and one, and, Suter. <laughs> yeah, and one was a recent draft pick in, in 2018, Aaron Ashby. The only other is Cameron Rogner, the Wisconsin native who was in double A last year. That's it. But he's not like a, considered a top prospect. So that's all right, that's yeah. all you got. Yep. Wow, it's it's, it's surprising that the, the the entire organization is so right-handed. Yeah, I, I thought with, with you know David Stearns and, and the analytics coming through that you know that they'd see hey you need some lefties to kind of, you know change things up but no just no lefties at all really. Oh well, at least at least there's Josh Hader. At least we have that. <laughs> But, at least, yeah, yeah. He's Anyways. he's okay. He's okay. Uh, <laughs> a little bit. Yeah, not bad. Um, 
so yeah, that that was really the big move of of the winter meetings for the Milwaukee Brewers. Um, they did make a couple other acquisitions uh, on Thursday, uh, although much smaller in the Rule Five draft. So. With, with the Rule 5 draft, the Brewers left off a couple of top prospects, namely Jake Gatewood, uh, the corner infielder, and uh, pitcher Cody Ponce. Neither of those two were selected, um, which was a little surprising uh, to me. I, I thought Gatewood stood a good chance of going, but... I, I didn't. You didn't? No. Well, is, is it just because the basically the corner infield bat that's just kind of high power, low batting average is being completely devalued across baseball? No, not because, it's because he's hurt. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, coming off that ACL tear really uh, was not helping his case. No. I I mean, you, you could kind of, you know, you might see a team try to, you know, draft him and stash him in the 15-day DL for the year, but... Yeah, but, but you'd, he'd have to play at least 90 days. He'd have to be active at least 90 days to stash him. Yeah. So I just yeah I didn't I, I I really I was pretty I was pretty confident he, he was going to be taken Ponce that was a bit of, that was a, a little more surprising to me that, that he wasn't taken but yeah I mean know. he he really did come off a tough season in Double A yes, accurate yeah so yeah but they didn't lose any players and they and they didn't make a selection in the major league portion the Brewers decided to pass. And I think everyone beyond the 13th pick with the Mariners, I think, passed. So they moved on, and then it went on to the minor league portion of the Rule 5 draft, which is so exciting, you know. Um, yeah, guys who have been in single A or rookie ball for five years. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Really exciting stuff. Uh, the Brewers made two two draft picks there. Julio Garcia – from the Angel system, he's a middle infielder. Uh, he hit two thirty two uh, in twenty eighteen with like a five eighty OPS. Uh, my my hopes are not high for his uh, batting profile. Um, no, but apparently he can field it. Yeah, and yeah, can, good glove, good glove, nothing with the bat. Pretty much, yeah. Uh, kind of like Yadiel Rivera. Remember Yadiel Rivera? Vaguely. Exactly. He was only up. <laughs> For like a couple cups of coffee, and he could never hit. He couldn't even hit in Colorado Springs. Like, That's like even even there, he'd hit like two thirty, and you're just like, how? The Marlins oh. actually just released him. How bad do you have to be for the Marlins to let you go? I'm kind of surprised he was still in baseball at all. Actually, <laughs> hey, he's got a good glove. That that's the only thing that keeps him around. Okay. Yeah, and then uh, the oh, catcher. Yeah, the catcher Alexander Alvarez. Um, also, a rough offensive season. It was still better than Garcia's, but uh, he was at the high A level of the Tampa Bay Rays, I believe, last year. And I mean, he did okay. Uh, good catch and throw guy. Good defensive catcher, but again, offensive profiles not really all there. But you always need catching. Yeah, somebody's got to catch the ball. Yeah, yeah. You you can never have too much depth at catcher. He's, wow, I'm, I'm kind of surprised they took this Alvarez kid. Why? He's well, 22. Spent last year in single A, um, and there's there's not much there. 
Yeah. With the, with the bat, at least. Maybe they're hoping that you know they get him in, change of scenery, change of hitting coaches or whatever, and they can fix up. I mean, it doesn't really cost anything. I mean, there's really no risk no, no. In, in bringing him yeah, in. No, it, 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 yeah, you know, t- you know, taking you know minor league players in the Rule Five draft is, you know, it's, it, I think it's like twelve grand to return to the team. And that's assuming they return to the team at all. Yeah, I mean, so I, don't, I, I don't think you have to like you know keep him on a certain roster or return him. No, you don't. And no, like you, you, you just keep him. He just becomes a part of your organization. Correct, pretty much. Yeah. So I don't know. It's it's worth a shot, I guess. At worst, you have another defensive catcher. Again, somebody's, somebody's got to catch the ball. So yeah. In, you know, in, in case you, one of the better prospects gets hurt, like Peyton Henry or something, then then you got a guy to back him up. Who can apparently catch baseballs. Yeah. I think Alvarez only had like 32 – like he only appeared in like 32 games last year. That's not a lot. Yeah. So he's he's basically a backup catcher already. Pretty much. Yeah. He's, he's got an early start. Yeah. So that's that's really his future if he makes it much further. But If he makes it much further, yeah. Yeah. So – but the Brewers didn't lose anyone else in, in the minor league phase of the Rule Five draft. Um, no one even from from the lower tiers. Um, so I suppose overall a good Rule Five draft for the Brewers. Didn't lose anyone. Um, didn't really get anyone to force onto their major league roster, even though they had a couple extra roster spots. They were at thirty six. Then the Claudio trade went down like five minutes later. So now they're at thirty seven on the forty man roster. So, it's going to be uh, interesting to see how David Stearns fills those final couple spots. And uh, we we got a decent amount of rumors, I guess. Not much uh, out of the winter meetings. I mean, I feel like outside of this final day with, with the Claudio trade and the Edwin Encarnacion, Carlos Santana, Jake Bowers three-team blockbuster, during the it was literally during the middle of the Rule 5 draft. And That's right. Like I, I remember, like I was literally sitting there listening to the Rule Five draft because I'm just one of those kinds of people that that that's what I do with my life. But so you, like, you were the, you were the one you were the one listener. Yeah, no, I I literally had it on my laptop where like I, I was just you know listening to the the Rule Five draft on, on the stream or whatever, and then I had MLB Network on the TV above me. And I was literally just going back and forth as Ken Rosenthal was like repeating the details of the trade, and there was confusion. It's like, is Edwin Encarnacion going to the Rays, or is he staying with the Mariners, or where is he actually going? And I'm just like going back and forth, and it's like the Brewers are coming up, and I'm just like, oh my god! But yeah, it was it was a wild like hour or so there. But that was really kind of it for the entirety of the winter meetings. There really was not much going on. Yeah, you know, I I was I was tweeting about this yesterday, like. Um, I, I love how like in like basketball and like the NFL, like the first day of free agency, everybody signs. Oh yeah, but in, in baseball, you know, off season lasts until March. Yeah, and like you're literally waiting to see if some of these big guys will sign until then. And yeah, like you know, like, like last year, like uh, was it was it Alex Cobb didn't sign until like the end of spring training or whatever. Oh yeah. Yeah, all those really big pitchers like Alex Cobb and Lance Lynn had to wait so long to sign. Yeah, yeah, there were like constant stream of rumors about them. And then, uh, and then the Greg Orioles, of, yeah, the yeah. Orioles of all teams sign him to like a four-year, fifty-some million dollar deal. They give him all the money he he was asking for, and they lose a hundred and ten games. 
Oh, that, that was that was a bad situation for Alex Cobb. And, and I think that there, there's rumors saying that they were trying to trade him this this off season. Yeah. Well, I mean that's because he's got a big contract, and you're like, we got to rebuild now. And man, I can't. I still can't believe they were trying to go for it that year. The 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 Orioles literally started 2018 thinking we were going to contend, and they lost 110 games. That's a lot of games to lose. Yeah, especially if you weren't trying to lose when you started out. Oh, but their team was so bad. Yeah. I don't think anybody tried. I mean, well, the Marlins and the White Sox are trying to lose. But. Yeah, they were trying to were trying to lose. But hey, the White Sox are trying to go after Harper now or Machado. Trying to, I think they're going to. Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, they're trying to get him, you know. But that that'd be something. Bryce Harper in a in a White Sox uniform. That that that'd be interesting. It'd be fun. And then uh, have Manny Machado like go to the Phillies just so he can be in like the National League and that the Brewers can face him next year, and <laughs> we'll see what happens there. We'll see. Yeah. Did you did you actually hear? Um. So mm-hmm. Christian Yelich was at the um. The the Sports Illustrated like Sports Person of the Year uh, awards yesterday, and um, he was asked on the red carpet by TMZ or whatever, like you know, if Manny Machado um, like came to the Brewers, were like, would you like bury the hatchet, like squash the beef with a uh, Machado okay. or something? And I don't know. He was talking about like you know emotions running high during during the playoffs. You know, it was a tense series, yada yada, and. Like basically, like he'd be willing to squash the beef if Machado came a brewer, uh, which yeah, it's, it, it's, which it's, I don't see happening. It's a workplace like any other. Yeah, like you know, all these guys like they've known each other for a while. Like, um, oh yeah, like Yelich was talking about like how he's known Bryce Harper since like he was a sophomore in high school because they're on like the showcase circuit together. Like, for sure, yeah, absolutely. Like the higher up you go in baseball, like you know, you tend to know like all the same guys, and they they've all seen each other around, and it's pretty much true for every sport, isn't it? I mean, maybe I don't know. I wasn't really playing other sports, but oh, so well, no, just like with basketball, it's like AAU teams, and then, oh yeah, yeah, and then, and and then like the recruiting process, then college, so you know, yeah, all guys college, all those guys, like like from the SEC, like you're gonna know all the guys from you know, you're gonna know at least a couple guys from the other SEC teams, and. Oh, or Big sure. Ten or anything else, but because it, it's such a, a small, tight knit fraternity, basically. It, yeah, it really is. So yeah, it, 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 all, yeah, these guys have known each other. Yeah, they all they all know each other. I mean, oh yeah, it, it's, it's just how it works, you know. I mean, yeah. even with even with like like a like a major league guy going down to the minors for rehab, you know, he gets to know all all the younger guys then. Yeah, you know, it's, yeah, it's, it, 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 it's all connected. It really is. Yeah, so. With the Brewers um, looking to make a couple other upgrades, David Stearns was saying during the winter meetings basically how he can afford to be patient at second base. I mean, he really doesn't have to rush into there's signing a lot of guys, Yeah, there's a lot of guys available there. Yeah, it, so. it's a very deep group of free agents. There's not that many teams that need one. Uh, the Nationals are looking at one. The Brewers are. Um, the Who else? Is there really anyone else? Rockies maybe A's because they're losing LeMahieu yeah. and Lowry, so yeah, they they might be looking at other options. But mm-hmm. outside of that, I don't yeah, think yeah, there yeah, there's not that many. Nope. So yeah, so yeah, they can absolutely you know they can play this out until 
until you know, January, you know, whatever. Fe- you know, February, whatever. You I don't, know, I don't think it'll take that long for the market to move, but but yeah, I mean, he can <sighs> he can wait until one of those guys will come down. It's like you have to accept a one year deal for a couple million dollars if you want a starting job this year. That that's basically what's going to come down to for for a couple of these guys. Mm. There was interest that they were looking at Daniel Murphy, a really good hitter. He had two ninety nine last year. Um, he was with the Cubs at the end. He was traded from the Nationals to the Cubs, um, but now he's a free agent. Terrible defender at second base. Uh, very limited range. But w- w- what do you yes. think? What do you think of the Daniel Murphy uh, rumored interest from the Brewers? Honestly, I'm I. I'm not sure what kind of contract he's going to get. You know, I I could see, I could see a team giving him multiple years. Can't you? Nah, dude's dude's going to be 34. That's not that old. Okay, yeah, you say that now as a 30 something. <laughs> but... hey, oh, 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 oh. But a, a, as a baseball player, 30, 34 as a second baseman is it's it's getting up there. 30s a new 20. Okay, but not in baseball. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, I, 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 I would feel, if if the National League had a DH, I would feel a lot better about it. Huh, if you, yeah. if, if, if you, I'd feel if, a lot better about. I'd feel a lot better about having Chris Davis in our lineup if the National League had the DH. Uh, I don't know about that. What you would? Okay, if the Brewers had the if the National League had the DH, you wouldn't have minded okay. keeping. Chris Davis and his forty-some home runs a season. Sure, he hits two forty-seven every single year. But you know what? Batting average is a useless stat, as you've said multiple <laughs> times. So, you wouldn't mind forty-plus home runs from Chris Davis if he was your six hitter as your DH. It just is—it's everything else that comes with it, though. You know it. But if he's your DH, a, he doesn't have to throw. That's true. I don't. He, he was. Just roughly 168 last year, 16 homers. I, you know, he hasn't had. He's not. He's had. Wait, who are we talking about here? Which wait, yeah, which Chris Davis? Oh, I was I was talking about the former Brewer Chris Davis. Oh, I was talking oh, about the Baltimore g- Orioles guy. No, okay, okay, God, okay, who wants that guy? Sense. No one wants <laughs> him. David, that's why I'm over here. Like, what is he? Why would he want that guy? We we okay. The the former Brewers the the K Crush Davis. Yeah, that's yeah. yeah. He he be he has become the Chris Davis now. Okay, okay. I I I David, I sincerely apologize. Okay, I accept it. But so so you're telling me I I accept that you accept it, and I would be okay with that Chris Davis. Okay, there we go. As the Brewers DH. Yeah. Uh, The uh, the other I'm I we were talking about the Orioles earlier. That got me down that train of thought. Oh yeah, but no one wants that Chris Davis. Oh man, he's bad. It's like it's like he forgot how to swing a bat, you know. <laughs> it's like out there with like a piano leg. <laughs> it it was so, oh man, like the That's- Orioles were the last team to get the notion that hey, these three true outcome power hitters that only hit about two ten at best are really not worth anything. They were the last team to get that memo, and that was after they gave one hundred sixty million dollars to Chris Davis. This, this might be, you know, I, I I know this gets thrown around a lot, but this might this might be the worst contract in the history of baseball. Oh man, that that was bad. 
he still owed ninety-two million. <laughs> oh my god! And then no, no, no. And then he will be paid three and a half million from twenty twenty-three until twenty thirty-two on a deferred then, payment plan. Yes. Oh. Then, he will be paid one point four million from twenty thirty three to twenty thirty seven. <laughs> oh man, his so he made the re- right choice in his agent. That is man, for sure. I he's going to be getting over a million dollars a year until he's fifty two years old. He's the new Bobby Mania. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be it's gonna be Chris Davis Day. Yeah. What a punchline. Oh man. That's that's because the Orioles are kind of a joke of an organization. A negative three point one war. Wow, that's I don't think I've ever seen that before. That's wild. I don't think I've ever seen that. We were on Daniel Murphy. How did we get to this topic? That's a good quote. But there actually there was there was a quote on the other Chris Davis. There was a quote today from the GM. Oh yeah. General Manager Mike Elias said he believes Davis is a big part of the Orioles moving forward. That's because he knows he's stuck with them. Pretty much, yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's he's not going to be able to trade that contract. No. Well, okay. I if if Vernon Wells could get traded twice, yeah, I could see Chris Davis being traded once. Maybe in like several years from now, when there's less than way less than ninety two million dollars left. On oh, the deal. you know the 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 Earls are still going to eat that contract no matter what. But yeah. I could see, I I could I could see them. I could see if, if Vernon Wells could get traded. You know, everybody said yeah. that was an untradeable contract, and he got traded twice. Yeah. So, speaking of untradeable contracts, uh-oh. or or, spe- or speaking of uh, eating money, Troy Tulowitzki. Uh, he was oh, yeah. okay. He he was released. Yeah, segue there. Uh, he Dave was released Dave. by the Toronto All-Star Blue Jays. Yeah, he was released All-Star by the segue. All Star Segway. Uh, he was released by the Toronto Blue Jays during the winter meetings on on Tuesday with thirty eight million dollars and two years remaining on his contract. Uh, he missed all of twenty eighteen with uh, bone spurs in both of his heels. Um, I don't know how you get that, but okay. Uh, it was really just. It's almost been a lost career for Troy Tulowitzki with, with all no, the he, injuries that he's had. He's, he okay. He's got he hasn't played in he hasn't played in 150 games in a season since 2009. He has multiple multiple seasons over five WAR, and they were all in the first five years of his career. Oh yeah, but however, this will not stop me. It's more than you. That's true. That will not stop me from driving the bus of let's get Troy Tulowitzki to Milwaukee because I would love for the Brewers to pick him up because he's only going to be available on a league minimum salary. After after the Blue Jays released released him and they're eating that money, he's only going to be able to sign for $600,000 for the veterans minimum. I would totally bring him in for that. He's willing to change positions and he wants to play for a winning team. Okay. Put him at second base, and you've just added a former all-star to your lineup. And it, and if he's healthy, and reports are he's the healthiest he's been in a while. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't have bone spurs anymore. <laughs> no, no, but still, even even like basically since he joined um, 
Toronto back in like 2015. But like, seriously, if he's healthy, you just added an all-star player for $600,000 and inserted him into the lineup. I would love that. Put him at second base, him and Orlando Arcia, defensive whizzes up the middle. Okay. He's still a stud defender, and he's do willing. To, I, don't, I don't know that. Okay, even from back when he played with Toronto, the last time he played, he was still showing that he was a stud defender. Okay, so so let me get this straight. So, uh, it, 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 we're talking about uh, Dulo. No, no, before Daniel Murphy or David Murphy. Which Murphy was it? Daniel Murphy. Okay, Daniel Murphy is thirty-four years old and completely washed up. Is he? No, it's, I'm, I'm asking. It was, it was meant to be more of a question than a statement. Oh, um, I don't know about washed up. I'm, I was just okay, saying okay. that that you're not going to give him a multi-year deal. Okay, but Troy Tulowitzki hasn't played for a year. At age 34, bring him on. Yeah, because Troy Tulowitzki is going to be for six hundred thousand dollars, and he's a much better defender than Daniel Murphy. Okay, true on both accounts. I just I don't. If if you're if a team is signing Troy Tulowitzki, it's a lottery ticket. Oh yeah, hundred percent. It's a complete lottery ticket. I I, I would be but, okay with I would be okay with it because I think the Brewers will will have an extra forty man roster spot, or you know, at least they can find an extra forty man roster spot. Yeah. But ain't anything you get out of him is found money, and it, and I don't know that they're going to get anything out of him. I, yeah. I, I mean, I mean, there's it, no guarantee, but the Brewer. I mean, David Stearns prides himself on, on building depth on, on his roster. And the Brewers have the depth to cover if he gets injured. They, they have Aaron Perez. They have Tyler Saladino. And probably by the time uh, Tulo gets hurt again, Mauricio Dubon will be ready. So I, I think they'd be in good shape with, with their roster, even if he does get hurt. And I was saying earlier on, on Twitter where you could just give him regular days of rest like, like they do with Ryan Braun. Just once or twice a week, just sit him down. You can play Perez or, or something. And then you just try to keep them fresh throughout the year instead of trying to ride them for 162 games because you know because the teams Colorado had to do that and, and um, Toronto had to do that because he was getting paid so much money and he's this all-star player he's supposed to be carrying their team. He comes to Milwaukee, he's not going to be carrying the team. He, he's he's going to be a role player. He, he's going to just kind of be playing. You know, maybe four or five days a week, and he he doesn't have to be the guy, and you, and you're only paying him six hundred thousand dollars, so there's really no issue in putting him on the bench. You know, the the only issue I can think of is that with him and Ryan Braun in the, in the same clubhouse, there might be a mutiny among the training staff. A mutiny? How would there be a mutiny among the training staff? Well, just because they. Be constantly having to work on the two of them. So, <laughs> that's David, their job. It, David, it was a joke. It was a terrible joke. <laughs> I'll, I'll let the listeners decide that. Thank you very much. All right, yeah. Let, let us know on Twitter or, or in the comments. <laughs> in the comments a, after listening to this podcast, was Matthew's joke funny? Uh, uh, at reviewing the brew. Yeah. Or- Without the I in ing, I, I don't know yeah, why that's not there, but... Uh, be, do, you, do you want to know why? 
I'd love to hear the story. Do you know the story? I, I know why. I don't know the entire story. Okay, well, well tell me why. Because uh, somebody's squatting on, on the reviewing the brew Twitter handle, like the, like the full name. Someone what? They squatted on it? Yeah. What do you mean? Do you know what that means? You know what that means? It, it, uh, uh, another individual who, who isn't associated with the site has taken the Twitter handle. Oh. It's and called squatting. You know, I'm, I'm, you know the, the kids are talking about it these days. You, you might not have heard. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. Um, I don't know. I've just never had that happen to me. But Oh, well, you've never had a business, so. Well, okay. <laughs> you're just, you're just going to go right for the jugular there. Okay. No, I, yeah. I love you. Is it, is it kind of like the uh, those commercials there with like John Malkovich? It's like I want JohnMalkovich.com. It's like this John Malkovich already has JohnMalkovich.com or something I'm like John that. Malkovich. Yeah, yeah. It's, actually, that's that's exactly what it is. Except yes. with domain names instead of Twitter handles. Correct. Well, except well in our in our case, Twitter handles instead of domain names. Yeah. Yeah, but you y- you know, but yeah. So you know. I don't know. But yeah, so let us know if Matthew's joke was funny. Um, I don't think it is, or, but <laughs> it's, it's a subtle kind of humor. Yeah, <clears throat> he, it's it's very nuanced. Yeah, you, you have to re, you have to really know him to understand it. Speaking of humor, yeah, there we are. Oh, a second beer, wonderful. It only took a half hour on the first one. <laughs> you timing me? <laughs> Well, I can see the time of the of the show right here, but yeah, um, yeah. Where were we? Oh, yeah, Troy Tulowitzki. Uh I am going to ride this bus because, or I'm going to okay. drive this bus because I would I would love to see Troy Tulowitzki come to the Brewers. I I, th- I just think it'd be great. You don't have to play him every day. You can rest him every now and then, like they already do with Braun. They got an excellent training staff uh, here in Milwaukee. I mean, he doesn't have to be the guy. You can sign him for $600,000, which with the Brewers' uh, payroll constraints that, that everyone's been talking about this year, you know, they may only have up to about $110 million in payroll. Uh, if you can get a player like Troy Tulowitzki for $600,000 and he ends up being like the Troy Tulowitzki of like 2009, which I know is a long shot, but if you end up, if you end up getting a healthy Tulowitzki – I mean that's that's pretty good value for the Brewers. I think I'd, I'd be happy. I'd be happy with 2016 Troy Tulowitzki. Yeah, even even 2016 Troy Tulowitzki, where I think he played like 130 games that year. But yeah, Accurate. I mean, I mean he's he's got so much talent, and the injury bug just keeps on biting him. <laughs> Would you buy a, a, a Troy Tulowitzki jersey if he came to the Brewers? Oh, 100 percent. One hundred percent. And now, we, and now we know why David wants him. He just wants to get a too low jersey. No, I, it's not just for the jersey, man. I think it is. Okay, I didn't want Yelich to come I'm, to the Brewers just for the jersey. Well, I wanted him because he's good. Because he's an MVP. I mean, you know. Yeah. Well, I mean, I didn't know he was going to be the MVP when, when we acquired him, but. I was pretty sure. Oh, really? Were you? No, no, I'm joking. Man, your joke's. Or just, yeah, oh well. Yeah, big sigh. You always take the big so, sigh. Every do, single do we, time before before I ask you something, you just, uh, all right, well, I guess I'll answer the question. I, I always answer so, don't I? Yeah, eventually. Eventually. 
right. Um, is, is there another rumor you want to discuss? Oh, yeah. Um, let's see. Did we talk about Wilson Ramos? No. No, we did not talk about Wilson Ramos. So the Brewers have interest in Wilson Ramos. Uh, a- yeah. Apparently, according to reports, it's, quote, serious interest uh, is what okay. the Ramos camp sensed. Uh, David Stearns did meet with Wilson Ramos at the winter meetings. Um, the Brewers have been uh, talking to him, and apparently the meeting went very well, and the Brewers are very interested. So, uh, Matthew, uh, w- what do you think about Wilson Ramos, one of the top um, catchers on the market, really good hitter? W- what do you think about him from Milwaukee? First of all, have, has anyone ever ever announced a meeting that went badly? Um. Yes. In the in the NFL draft really? uh, last year, uh, with the well, uh, NFL draft, Darius Geis, uh, they were talking about how his meetings went so terrible. Um, with, with teams, how they're I like, oh my god, I, that was the worst interview I've ever seen. I don't know. I've I've seen some pretty bad interviews, but no, like in, <laughs> in, in Major League Free Agency, like like you, you never hear a report like, yeah, the, the Yankees they 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 came away unimpressed from the meeting. You, you, that, yeah. that never leaked. I, su- I suppose, so, um, but I mean, still with, you know, the Ramos camp, you know, sensing serious interest from the Brewers, you know, I, I still feel like it, it, it actually went well. Okay. But the, the, the issue I have is that there's a lot of serious interest in Wilson Ramos, including the Los Angeles Angels, who have yeah. apparently made him their, their top target. So while I, I would love to see Ramos, you know, come to the Brewers, I think he would fix their, you know, their, their catching situation, not just for this year, but maybe for the next two or three. Um, yeah, but I, I'm just you know I, when it, when it comes to you know the, you know these bidding wars, I'm I'm always a you know a little concerned because I don't want to see the Brewers overspending on a on a you know on a free agent. Yeah, and, and I mean that that's kind of the good thing with David Stearns too. Like he'll set his price, and he's not going to go over it. He, I mean, he's not going to you know allow himself to get caught up in a bidding war and, and put the Brewers in a bad spot. He's always yeah. willing to just. Walk away when when the price gets too high, which is also oh, I'm good. I was just saying that that that's what makes him you know one of the best GMs in baseball. Fair well, but uh, also I'm kind of concerned about uh, his his knee. Is is it the right knee? He, it, two ACL tears. I think so. Yeah. It, yeah. You know, one, know. one ACL tear. Okay. Two. That 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 thing's got to be rough. So yeah. I mean, you know, Grant, you know it's not you going to age not, gracefully as a catcher. No, well, I mean, I, you know, you're not bringing him on for his speed, but even still, I, I <laughs> yeah. you, you do. You do well, need they brought to, back Eric Kratz. I, I'm pretty sure they're not worried about speed from their catcher position. No, no, it's not, not a concern. <laughs> yeah, so uh, you know, R- Ramos, Kratz, and Pena—that's among the slowest catching catching trios I've ever heard of. Yeah. I, have has everyone forgotten about Jacob Nottingham being basically big league ready? I mean, if if he's not ready this year, when will he ever be ready? He never, never. If, well, well, I'm sorry. Well, you, you've given not, up on I'm, him. No. I'm, if he's not like ready and contributing this year, I don't. I'm not sure that he is. I mean, it's yeah. I, granted, you know, he, he's not even 24 yet, but. <sighs> But I mean, they've had him for like three, four years now, and he's been he, around for a while. Yeah, and I mean, yeah, he was drafted out of high school, but I mean, he was in Double A for like two, three years, and never really hit well. And he did a lot better this year in Triple A, but then again, that was Colorado Springs, Colorado so Springs. we don't know yeah, how yeah, much that good. improved his hitting ability. 
That um, strikeout rate. Yeah. So I, I don't really know if Jacob Nottingham's the catcher of the future anymore. I, I don't know if they currently have one. I mean, is it Peyton Henry? I mean, he's still an A ball. So the, there's really no um, definitive I mean, catcher of the future for, for the Brewers. Henry, he, I, don't even, I don't even think he's turned. Is he turned 20 yet? I think he, he probably like just turned 20 years old. Um, I'd have to check here. Get, give me a second. Take your time. No rush. It's just the listeners that are that are waiting. Oh yeah, yeah. It's just it's just only people's time. You know, it's only something important yeah, to them. It's only, it's only people's time. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, okay, Peyton Henry. Um, he is twenty one. Twenty one. Okay. June twenty fourth, nineteen ninety seven. I'd feel a lot better about him if he was in Double A already. But if he was in Double A already, he'd be a top three prospect. Uh, he was with the Timber Rattlers last year. And he hit 234 with 124 strikeouts and 337 at bats. Mm. 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 Defensive catcher, uh, 55 grade arm, 50 grade uh, glove, decent power, had 10 homers, uh, but low average, low speed, obviously. Um, average power, nothing really great. So. Yeah, yeah. Catcher of the future is really kind of not there uh, for the Brewers anymore. So that's gonna be something to look for, and and that's why I think getting a guy like Wilson Ramos for for the next like two three years, I mean, would be a pretty decent idea. Yeah, but I would agree. But it, 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 it all comes it, down to the money. It, it all comes down it, to the money. It really does. And there there was another report um, from the winter meetings that. You know, the Brewers are basically a free agent destination now. I mean, players are directing their agents to reach out to the Brewers because, you know, they're interested in, in coming to Milwaukee. Absolutely. Why wouldn't they be? Yeah. I, I mean, it's I mean, it's Is that it- fun, positive clubhouse atmosphere, that the clubhouse culture that they've got, you know, a winning team. I mean, e- even before, even like 2011, when, when the Brewers were a winning team, that wasn't really a place for agents, you know, went and said, that's a team I want to go to, you know? And, and, and you know, Milwaukee's a really underrated baseball town, I feel. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's an underrated town in general. But, yeah, in underrated general, baseball town, yeah. So I, it, it doesn't shock me at all that, that, that players would like to come to Milwaukee or, or directing their agents to, to schedule meetings here. Not at all. Yeah. You know, it's, it's smart front office, good manager, you know. Good clubhouse, base, winning yeah, team. Base, yeah, based on what we saw in, in, in the playoffs and TV last year, it was a great club. Was, those guys were having a blast together. Yeah. So, yeah. You know, and it, and it, great supportive fans, too. Well, you, you, know, you got to have the fans. Oh, yeah, for sure. But, I mean, still, like, just how, how kind of the fans were for the team and how invested the town was. Mm-hmm. I mean, even in places like LA and Boston, I mean, you don't, you don't get that kind of investment, you know, or, or identity with, with the team. From the fans, just I mean, simply because there's so many, and it's just it's it's kind of harder to do that in a large city. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, but free agent destination, you know, if I think you know for some players, like if it comes down to money, you know, maybe they might be willing to say, "Hey, I'll sign with the Brewers for a little bit less money because that's a place I want to go." So, if say the Angels offer Wilson Ramos more money than the Brewers, but Ramos is like, you know what? Milwaukee seems like a fun place to go. I want to go there. You never know. Does that happen? 
I mean, I think it has happened sometimes before. I, I, I can't. <laughs> I can't think of any examples currently off the top of my head. But oh, also Wilson Ramos yes. is Venezuelan, and the Brewers do have a pretty strong, Vene- pretty strong Venezuelan contingent. Um, I mean, you look at Jesus Aguilar, Yulis Chassin last year. He said when he was in negotiations with the Brewers, like after he signed, that part of the reason he wanted to come here was the large group of Venezuelan players the Brewers had on their roster. Because, I, mean, the, the, I mean, we talk about baseball players kind of being a, a close-knit fraternity. It's the same for those guys out of Venezuela. I mean, Orlando Arcia, Jesus Aguilar, Manny Pena, Junior Guerra. I mean, you got a pretty large group of Venezuelan players on this team. And... For other Venezuelans, I mean, they look at that and they they say, "Hey, th- those are a bunch of my brothers over there. I want to go play with them." I'm I'm really impressed that you know that. Thank you. I have no life. No. <laughs> <laughs> well. <laughs> no, nah, I'm I'm kidding. I do have a life, but that, I I I honestly I I don't know that I could have rattled off every Venezuelan player in, in the in the Brewers roster. I was I'm impressed by that. That's 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 patting yeah. the back for David. Thank you. Thank you. But yeah, I mean, it's, I, I think that could be something that, that could help the Brewers with, with Wilson Ramos in, in those discussions. Um, if he's one of those guys that, that said, you know, hey, reach out to the Brewers, that's a place I'd like to go, um, that, that could help them. Even if they don't have the largest money offer, they could still, still end up signing him. I, you've talked me into it. <laughs> I've been very persuasive for you, apparently. Oh, I think the beer helps, too. Ah, uh, yes. Okay, yeah. Two beers in, and you are easily <laughs> convinced to just about anything. Yeah. All right. Um, I don't think there were any other real uh, big rumors. I mean, th- there was some interest in Ian Kinsler, uh, formerly oh, yeah, of the Red sure, Sox. Yeah, we got to talk about that. Yeah, so uh, what, do you, what do you think of Ian Kinsler, maybe instead of Daniel Murphy or Troy Tulowitzki at second base? I, I've always been an Ian Kinsler guy, so I'm, I'm kind of biased here. Yeah, um, I, I, I convince I, me. <sighs> I, I've been going off on, on Tulo or whatever all, all podcast long. Try, try to con- try to convince me here on uh, on Ian Kinsler. I convince you on Ian Kinsler. Okay, um, the Red Sox acquired him for a reason. Okay, okay? For, for the champion for the championship run, and and that reason is isn't because he's washed up. You know he. He's not going to turn 37 until next June, so he's he's still 36, a young 36. Right. Um, he's honestly he's two years removed from a 5.3 WAR season. He's, you know, he's been consistently, po- you know, you know, in positive WAR territory for his entire career, even last year, which was kind of rough at the plate. He was he was still at a 2.3 WAR value according to Fangraphs. Um, to double digit steals all. You know, forever practically. So he still he still has some speed. Even last year, he was still stealing bases in, in his advanced age. Uh, still hitting homers. Still has pop. And honestly, he's not he's not going to require multi year commitment. He's going to come come. His next team is his next contract is going to be a one year deal. Okay? Right. No no one is going to offer him more than one. And if anybody does, he should sign that contract yesterday. Oh yeah. So he's not going to cost. He's not going to cost. You know, there's really no such thing as a, a bad one year deal. You're only on the hook for him for a year. If he stinks, you've got Mauricio Dubon, you've got Keston Hira, you've got guys who are in the pipeline and and, and will be up soon playing second base. Yeah. 
And also, if you need to move him to the bench, you know, he's he's been surprisingly healthy the past few years. He, he played 161 games as recently as 2014, uh, over 150 as recently as 2016. Last year, played 128. I do believe that there was a small injury concern last year, but I can't remember what it was on the top of my head. I'd have to look, and I'm too busy talking to look right now. <laughs> yeah. So, and and he's and not only that, he still gets on base. He still has the the that uh you know the ability to draw a walk, and he doesn't strike out a ton. So there's power, there's speed. Can get on base by drawing a walk. Doesn't strike out a ton. Has a great glove. I like Ian Kinsler as, as a short-term solution to the second base problem. I wanted Ian Kinsler last year. I was hoping they would trade, you know, they would work out a deal with the Tigers for him. So yeah. it kind of makes sense that I'm pushing for him this year as well. Yeah. I like Ian Kinsler. Um, you, you've convinced me, by the way. Uh, yes. <laughs> but yeah, no, like I, I like Kinsler. Uh, I think he'd be a good option. I mean, he, he's not going to be the guy who hits 280 anymore with, with 20 home runs. That's not who he is anymore. But He'd be a good veteran presence. He can maybe hit, you know, two fifty ish, which is still better than what the Brewers had at second base last year. Um, like you said, he can draw walks. He won't strike out a lot, and he's a good veteran presence. You know, he, even if he's on the bench and you know Perez or someone else is playing, you know, he's he's a good veteran clubhouse guy to have, and and he's he's got the the World Series ring. Um, he's got you know he'll have some clout in, in a clubhouse as a soon to be thirty seven year old veteran player so i'd be good with with an ian kinsler signing um kinsler or tulo i i'd really be fine with for me i i, I think you, you've talked me into kinsler i'm sorry you talked me into tulo so much i think i'd prefer him over kinsler just for the yeah the, for the financial financial reasons alone oh yeah because kinsler will at least be a couple million he'll probably be like least, four or five uh, million see, what did he earn last year I don't know. Yeah, last year, last year, last year was a team option for ten. Well, the, he was coming off his like three-year contract, I believe, last year. Like that was like the end of his final final year of his a, deal. Last year was a team option. It was a five-year deal. Yeah. So. So. So this year it'll probably be like one year, like four or five million, probably. I think one, you know, one year, one year at five. I, I think that that would get him to sign. I would. I would yeah, I, I don't think it's a bad deal at at all. No. Um. All right, so let's move on to our mailbag segment now. We sent out a, a tweet earlier today asking for some uh, questions for us to answer. Uh, okay. we, got a, we got a pretty good amount of questions today, actually. Um, okay. All right, so I'm going to start with... Uh, let's see. I'm going to start with this one from Nice Blue. All right. Okay. Um, so do you think the Brewers will solve their rotation problem for the end of the season? Like, will they be able to find that top ace uh, for the rotation uh, by the end of the year? End of the baseball season or end yeah. of the, I, the offseason? I think by the end of the um, baseball season. said so before season started <sighs> because the rotation was decent, but they needed that ace. So Jimmy Nelson was that 2017 guy, but who knows how he's going to perform. So, like, will – I think he's saying, like, will someone step up to be that, that top-level ace, or will they get one in, in free agency or a trade, maybe? I'll, I'll say yes, but it's a deadline deal. You think it's a deadline deal? So you think they maybe get someone like uh, Bumgarner at the deadline? That exact, that's the exact thing I was thinking of, yeah. Wow. You, okay. That's interesting. Um, 
the the thing with finding a top ace and, and David Stern to say he's going to be patient. You know, he's not really looking to make that that giant deal this year like when he did for Yelich. Well, I'm hoping he makes a giant deal. Oh, I'm hoping so too because that'd be incredibly exciting. That that'd be great for us, uh, really, to cover. Say, like, say he gets someone like Corey Kluber. Say say he pays the price. He trades Keston Hira and Corey Ray, and he and he goes out and gets Corey Kluber. Gets that stud ace who's going to go out there every single start, every five days, and give you seven, eight strong innings, possibly a complete game here and then, and just run with it. I mean, say he does. I don't think that'll happen. As much fun as that would be, I th- I think the Brewers at this point are more likely to stick with what they got, and I think. Corbin Burns will establish himself as a top pitcher in the Brewers rotation. I, I think he's he he made so many strides last year that he's going to just st- set himself apart that much further in 2019 and make himself the surefire ace of the staff. I love Corbin Burns so much. I can tell. It's, it's... Yeah, I love that guy. Um, you know, he's... <sighs> The, the only level that he struggled at was AAA, and I think that was more due to the stadium than anything else. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, as soon as he, as soon as he was brought up to the big leagues, he just started dominating. You well, know? They. they he, mm, okay. I mean. They eased him into to a, a, a. Well, yeah, they know, eased they, him into it. I mean, yeah, he's still going to be a rookie. I mean, you're not just going to. So I'm not. I, I can't say he started dominating. I mean. He had, he, had a two, had a, he had a 2.61 ERA. A 2.61 ERA, man. 3.77 XFIP, though. Oh, wow. His XFIP. Oh, my God. He's terrible. He's got a 3.77 XFIP. It's a full run higher. <laughs> so you know, it, 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 he actually pitched like a 3.77 ERA pitcher, but I, I like Corbin Burns, too. But, I mean, I just, I don't, Corbin I, Burns I is. Say, is I, I can't say he dominated. I don't know that. I don't believe that to be accurate i think he had a, a an impressive debut season and i i'd like to see him in the rotation but i i don't i might know, be you, i might be just going a bit more off of his uh postseason appearance as well because i mean he had an era of two in the postseason i mean what was the exit from the postseason um i don't, I don't have an exit here <laughs> on the, well, I'm, a, I'm on uh, baseball uh, reference i don't i don't have the 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 fip on the postseason pitching sorry but he doesn't have it they have it on the regular stats, but not for the postseason. Anyways, this is beside the point. But Corbin Mertz is now going to be moving into the rotation instead of being in the bullpen. So it's just going to be different. I mean, he's going to have the full use of his arsenal. He's going to be using all four pitches instead of what what he what he was using in the bullpen in 2018. Um, I, I just think Burns is going to be that homegrown number one type starting pitcher. That's why I think he'll end up being uh, for the Brewers this year. All right. Next question uh, from Rock Brew Crew. Um, so, what's the deal with Chase Anderson in a Seinfeld voice? I wasn't going to try what's the Seinfeld. What's the deal with Chase Anderson? Yeah, there you go. Uh, d- does he make it to the Brewers roster in 2019, or does he get traded? Ooh, I would like to trade him. Uh, I would like to trade him. To eat, but the problem is, you have to have a partner to trade. With. Yeah, you, you got to have someone to trade him too. Um, I suggested it in an article um, a couple days ago. Um, heading into the winter meetings, uh, three trades the Brewers could make, which I missed on all three, sadly. But how was I supposed to predict Alex Claudio? Like, come on. Um, 
But I, I said Chase Anderson to the Padres because they need a veteran starting pitcher. Um, he's still got a couple years of control. He's still somewhat young enough, and, and his salary's not so big that they can't really handle it. So they, they can get a starting pitcher, a, a, another righty to throw in, because I think they have like four lefties in their rotation right now. So I was saying trade him to the Padres. I don't know if that if that'll actually happen. If Anderson will actually go anywhere, I think he should. Uh, but it's just a matter of David Stearns finding a trade partner for him, especially with Anderson coming off a down year. But considering they didn't put him on the playoff roster at all, I don't. I don't it does not bode well no. for Chase Anderson's future in Milwaukee. No, it doesn't. It's not good luck. Um, We'll see. You know, I, 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 I think we're, we're of the same mind in this. I, I, I would also like to see him traded, but again, you have, you have to find a partner unless, unless somebody's willing to uh, either take on his contract or, or offer at least, you know, say 50 cents on the dollar. I, 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 yeah. don't, see the Brewers, I don't see the Brewers parting with him. Yeah. All right. Another question from rock brew crew. Uh, do you think the Brewers are going to make any changes at catcher this year? I'm open to Pena Nottingham to see what Nottingham is capable of. Although he was a feel-good story, I don't see the point of moving forward with Kratz other than for roster depth. Um, I, I agree with Rock Brucker here because I, I really didn't yeah. like bringing Kratz back. I, I think I said that last time on the Hot Take Corner. Um, I, I wasn't really a big, a big fan of bringing him back. I mean, yeah, he's a fan favorite, but he's going to be 39 years old. He's a, still a light-hitting catcher. Uh, despite young getting, 39. Yeah, stop with that, Okay. <laughs> for, for you, you and your, new, new you 30. and your young mid, mid late thirties guys. You, you and all them. Just every time someone's over the age of thirty, it's like, yeah, but he's a young thirty something. It's thirties th- new twenty. <sighs> Anyways, um, yeah, I would really. <laughs> I mean, as we were talking about, I mean Wilson Ramos, I think would be a great fit, um, just to add to this team because he'd be an upgrade over Pena. Um, even if, you know, that knee starts like bug him, you can still tandem, um, and, and put Pena in there and, you know, maybe just, you know, find the guys like, Hey, you know, Pena really works well with these two pitchers. Ramos really works well with these three. And you just kind of switch it that way. But yeah, that, that's really kind of what I would look for, um, at, at catcher. I, I don't know if you're looking for anything. Um, I, I would like an upgrade very much. I, you know, in in my ideal baseball universe, they make the trade for J, uh, uh, JT Real Muto. Huh, that's not happening. That's, no, no, there's, there's too much smoke around it. To, well, the rumors uh, came out. There were like six teams that were still in on him, and the Brewers and were not one of them. There was like, yeah, there was like a proposed like five team trade that was, it was floating around. Well, three well, teams. There, there was a three, yeah, the, the Mets, the Yankees, and, and the Marlins. and. Yeah, that ridiculous Oof. trade. Yeah, yeah. Syndergaard um, to the Yankees and Andahar to the Marlins. It's like what? But yeah. Anyways, it's yeah. unique. Um, yeah, I, I would like to see what Nottingham's capable of, but I don't know. I, I mean, would... I, I feel like if the Brewers get someone like Wilson Ramos, I think it shows that they have no confidence in Nottingham to be a part of their future. I, I can't I, disagree. Yeah, because I mean, otherwise, why wouldn't you just go with them? I can't disagree. Yeah. I can't. I'm sorry. I, I that again, and then that, that strikeout rate at AAA scares the crap out of me. If he's striking out at a 30 percent clip at AAA, what happens to the majors? Yeah, yeah, yeah big concern. So. Um, Rock Brew Crew had uh, one last topic. Said Eric Thames, 
Um, his really like what's his relation to Santana and Braxton? So what's Thames value in trade talks? I could see him as a DH option in the AL, but can't see much of a return unless part of a larger package. Does this lar- larger package include like you know Kesson Hero and Corey Ray? <laughs> yeah, to go get Corey Kluber. Um, there you go, done. Yeah, um, yeah. I uh, he he had a really rough season, and not only that, he's been hurt a lot. Yeah, he had he had the thumb injury, and he's really not a good defender um, no, anywhere, no, he, he, and he, and that's why he makes sense as a DH option. Exactly, but then again, you're, you're kind of limiting yourself in in your in your scope of teams to trade with. Yeah. You know, that's okay. So now you're done to half the league, and you know how, how many of them actually out? need a, a DH, and the ones that are looking yeah, for right. one, you'd think they'd be looking for something a little bit better than Eric Thames. You know, I could think of one team that that he would make a great fit on. Who? White Sox. <laughs> yeah. Hey, they, you, they, you think he'd be good there? They needed they needed DH desperately. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe he could be the first base first baseman of the future after Jose Abreu leaves. I, I think they're the same age, but they, but it's a young thirty three. You know that joke was funny the first three times. You see, but that that's that's the rule of humor. Like the the, the more often you keep going to it, the funnier it gets. Not really. I I, I think that's the exact opposite of the rule of humor. <laughs> <laughs> so you can only tell a joke once. Well, I mean, if you keep on going to it in the same one-hour span, you know, it starts getting a little old. Yeah, anyways. Whatever. But, yeah, Moving Eric on. Thames, I mean, he's not going to have much value. If you trade him by himself, he might bring back a warm body from, from Class A or Double A, but not, not much more than that. So, unless they wanted to trade him to – well, they're not going to trade him to the Indians for Kluber because – because they got Jake Bowers now, and Carlos Santana, and Yonder Alonso, so they don't really need a first baseman or a DH. Um, they need outfielders, which is why I put Domingo Santana in that trade package um, earlier this weekend for Kluber, Ray, Hira, Brandon Woodruff, Domingo Santana. I think that gets a ton. But we're too late to talk all about right. that now. Um, all right, so now we got questions here from Marcel. This this is an interesting one. Um, okay. Okay. The, okay. He's got two questions. The first one: If given the fantasy option of Syndergaard or Kluber, without all the pesky things like expensive contracts and trade packages, so just forget what it would what it would take to acquire them. Who would you rather have between Syndergaard and Kluber? Now, well, both are under contract for the next. They're under control for the next three years. So, okay. So so the next three years, who would you rather have? Noah Syndergaard. Or Corey Kluber. So that's a, I, I. I would be good either way, honestly. I I would probably go with Syndergaard just because I think he has a bit a few has fewer miles on his arm. Well, yeah, he's he's like seven years younger. He's like seven years younger, and, and you know he missed time with you know, hand, foot, and mouth disease, and yeah, shoulder issues, um, um, and um, oblique like, issues, and yeah. other issues. But not elbow or shoulder. So oh, I think he my... did have shoulder. Oh, I, was, I think he had shoulder? he had a lat tear uh, one time. Ooh, that's so bueno. Yeah, I think that um, took him out for all of. I, I think he only made like seven starts a year or two ago because of that right. lat tear. But either way, I would, I would, I, I think 
get, getting Syndergaard away from the Mets will help his career, not hurt it. Yeah, because if you get him away from that terrible training staff in New York, I mean, he might just be more healthy. But then again, he's a big dude. Like, very strong, very muscular, just very tall. A lot of little things that, that, that can break and just send him away. I would actually rather have Kluber for the next three years. All right. And I'll tell you why. It's because Kluber's been more consistent. Kluber's been healthy. He's shown no signs of decline at all. And he goes out there, and every fifth day, you know what you're going to get. He goes out there on the mound, you know you're going to get a win with Corey Kluber on the mound. That, that, that's not how it works. It's basically what Corey Kluber's <laughs> done for the past five seasons. Going he goes, undefeated? Not entirely undefeated, but you know what I mean. <laughs> no, I don't. Okay, you know, okay, not you're going to win, but you're going to have a great chance to win. How about that? Is that better oh, for you? You get a chance to win every day. Okay, but yes, he, but with Corey Kluber does, on the mound, your chance to win increases. Chance. Yeah. Agreed. 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 And, I mean, he's been consistent. You know, he's not injured ever. I'd, I'd go with Kluber for the next three years over Syndergaard. Even, even though he's seven years older, he's a veteran arm. He's been in the playoffs before. He's been in that situation. He knows what to do. Very even-keeled on the mound. I mean, he didn't even smile when he won the Cy Young. I mean, you can't get more even-keeled than Corey Kluber. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so we actually disagree on something for once, actually. I. Yeah. All right, so the second question that Marcel had. Yep. Um, Ian Kinsler or a large bucket containing the many expectations heaped on Hira at second? Hmm. Is that Ian Kinsler for 2019? I think so. Right? Like, like, would... would should we go with Ian Kinsler or um, just try to go with whatever Hira can do at second in 2019? Give me I the think. bucket. Get bucket, please. You're taking the bucket. Yep. You're, you're taking Keston Hira a year early over Ian Kinsler, the veteran option. Yes. You just spent like literally like 15 minutes ago trying to, trying con- to convince me to go with Ian Kinsler. Well, I- but that wasn't the question. It's like, <laughs> it's, oh, no, 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 It's different. It's completely different. Oh, in, yeah. In, this, in, in that scenario, you know, Ian Kinsler's playing second base until Keston here is ready. In this, in this scenario, I have the choice between Kinsler for all of 2019 or the, the, the bucket of Keston Hero for all of 2019. And just, just give well, me a Well, if you the have lead. the bucket of expectations, you're going to have a Hall of Fame player in one season, if, if you're going with the bucket of expectations, because that's basically what people have for Keston Hira. I don't. Well, I think he's going to. I think he's. I think he's going to hit. Um, and I think he's going to feel enough. You, to play you're you're going to have a guy who's going to go out there and hit 350. Basic, I mean, that's basically what the expectations are. They're so sky high right now for Keston Hira. Okay, that's that's a little too high. That's not as high as my expectations. Okay, are. now th- okay, but anyways, he's going to hit 300, like 310, and he's just going to be an absolute stud his first season, and it's just going to be a fantastic player that we need to put up right away. That That's basically the expectations for him. And um, I was I, arguing a, a okay. little bit ago about um, slowing down the hype train on, on Keston Hira because in, okay. the expectations are going to be so high, we're just setting ourselves up for disappointment. In, in my opinion, if you played 
Ian Kinsler for 162 games, or you played Keston Hero for 162 games, Hero would have the, the better stats at, at, in, in between the two at this point. Yeah, yeah, that, that, that's fair. I, I'm not going to argue that. that. That's a good and, point. And that's and that's why I would I would say Hero. I think. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I think I think he has a, a greater chance of ending the season upright. Yeah. Whereas that, whereas I think Kinsler would would will probably need you know if he were to play every day at second base, would would need at least one or two trips to DL. He would, he would be in Ryan Braun territory where it's like every other month you're you're having to put him on the DL for something. Yeah. So I and I don't see that concern with Hira. So yeah. that's why that's why I, I would be asking for the bucket. That's a good point. You've convinced me, actually. Yes. This time, Matthew. You finally did it. <laughs> Second I, time for everything. Let's still go with uh, Troy Tulowitzki. But uh, anyway, <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't an option. Yeah. Well, I'm just I'm just doing that on my own. I'm I'm just saying I'd still would love to get Troy Tulowitzki for a year. For 162 games. Yeah. If you if you get Troy Tulowitzki and he's healthy enough to like play 162 games, which he won't do because they're at least going to rest him every now and then to keep him fresh. Of course. Well, you, but you, you, but it, like, say he doesn't actually get hurt and, and he stays healthy throughout that whole year. What you could get with Troy Tulowitzki is just so it's, – it's got such a high ceiling for me. that, that That's why I, I would go with Tulo. But anyways, we are out of time uh, on the Reviewing the Brew <laughs> podcast, so – um, we are going to take uh, a couple week break here over Christmas. Uh, we've got you know family and other things to do, so Christmas time we'll have a little bit of break from the podcast, but we'll still always give you our excellent coverage on reviewingthebrew.com, writing about everything Milwaukee Brewers, covering the news of the off season, possibly some other rumors and targets um, for the Brewers to consider. Yep, um, and it's going to be. Great way to break into the the new year. Going to be coming into 2019. It's coming up sooner than sooner than we expect. David, before we go, I just got a question for you. Okay. Do you miss baseball? Oh, dude, I miss it so much. Me too. Yeah. This is this is gonna be a long off season, my good friend. Yeah, and it's actually been a shorter off season than most because we actually played in the deep October. Yes, we did, and yeah, and accurate. it still feels incredibly long. Imagine yes, not making does. the playoffs. Oh God! How, how did we yeah. live before this? Well, I, I, I wonder how <laughs> Cubs fans are handling it. Oh, okay. We are going to end <laughs> it on that. Have a uh, have a good Christmas and New Year's, and uh, we'll see you again in a couple weeks on the Reviewing the Brew podcast.